Welcome to Rhema for Today. Without prayer, the church is like one of these big, well, uh, uh, the shuttles, the space shuttles that they send into orbit. Now, they can, you can stand that thing up there and it can have all the computers, all the fuel tanks, all the rocket engines, everything, the wings, the fins, the guidance systems, everything in it can be working perfectly and naturally. The computer systems can be working perfectly and yet you can do the countdown. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, contact ignition. And you know what happens? If there is no fuel in those fuel tanks, nothing. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. This week we went into the archive vault and chose Kenneth W. Hagen's teaching, Prayer, the Power Plant of the Church. This will be a great week of teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's radio offer. Right now, here's Kenneth W. Hagen with today's message. Now, I want to start a series called The Power Plant of the Church. The power plant of the church. Of course, most of you understand that the power plant of the church is not in that mechanical building out there. Now, some people say that would be the power plant. Well, yeah, I guess it is when you're talking about lights and air and all that. But I'm talking about the real power of the church. The real power plant of the church it's spelled P-R-A-Y-E-R. What does that spell? Prayer. That is what makes a church go. Prayer is the most valuable asset that you have besides God's Word. That is your most valuable asset. Because it is your way to communicate with the Heavenly Father. Now Ephesians 6, 18 says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, watching thereunto uh, with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Without prayer, the church is like one of these big... Well, uh, uh, the shuttles, the space shuttles that they send into orbit. Now, they can, you can stand that thing up there and it can have all the computers, all the fuel tanks, all the rocket engines, everything, the wings, the fins, the guidance systems, everything in it can be working perfectly and naturally. The computer systems can be working perfectly and yet you can do the countdown. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, Contact ignition. And you know what happens? If there is no fuel in those fuel tanks, nothing. When the fuel is in the fuel tanks, there's an explosion and the thing takes off. But you see, it can sit there on that launching pad. It can look like a rocket. It can have all of the capabilities of being a rocket. In fact, it is called a rocket, but it cannot function as a rocket because it has no fuel in the tank. It can't do what it's designed to do, in other words. So it is with the church. We look like a church. 
We have all the programs that the church has. We have the preacher and the choir and the orchestra and the congregation. It's called a church, but it doesn't function as a church because it has no prayer, no fuel. The power plant cannot do its job unless there is prayer. Prayer is the most essential thing that we can get a hold of for the moving and the operation of the Spirit of God. Now, as we come and approach this subject, there's a lot that has been written and preached on prayer, so I'm probably not going to say anything new that you haven't heard before. But it is my desire that I stir you up to pray that I rekindle into you a desire to pray, if you had one and let it die out. It is my desire that some of you that are not prayers, that you become prayers. Now, when I was growing up in the church, even the churches that Dad pastored when I was a kid, and then growing up after being in the fourth grade when he went out on field ministry, The church always had what was called prayer warriors. But the prayer warriors were not people that were seen. A lot of times, some people didn't even know who the prayer warriors were. People just turn in a request and say, have the prayer warriors pray. They usually were in the back room somewhere because it is a ministry that you cannot afford to begin to stick your fingers under your lapels and say, I'm a prayer warrior. If you get into pride with it, it gets blown out of proportion and things don't happen properly. So I want us to understand that if you hear the term prayer warrior, there is no, there is no, there is no, I want you to say this with me. There is no connection between the term prayer warrior that pastor is using. There is no connection between that and the warriors and warring tongues and all of that stuff that's going on nowadays. Do you understand that? Let me understand what I'm talking about. When I'm talking about prayer warriors, I I am not talking about somebody that's leading the forefront. I am not talking about warring tongues. None of that's in the Bible. When it comes to intercession, I'm going to make this statement, there is no such thing as the ministry of intercession. Now, there is intercession, but there is no such thing as the ministry of intercession. Do you understand what I'm saying? If, if you wanted to try to put it under a classification of a ministry, the only place that it could be placed would be under the ministry of helps. It is not one are the fivefold ministries that was put into the church for the perfecting of the saints. Now, 
many people are trying to use it for that. And they're trying to use it to control the church, but it was not put in to the church for the perfecting of the church and the control or operation of the church. That is not what intercession is for. This is more or less of an introduction and we'll get into the more nitty gritty of it at other times. Now, the first thing I want you to understand that when we come together to pray, we come together to pray positive. We come with a positive attitude, with positive praying. Well, what do you mean by that? I simply mean that we believe that God has given us an avenue whereby we can come and talk to him about different problems, different circumstances, and ask him to move in our midst. We believe that when we communicate with him, that he will do what we ask him to do. That's what I mean by positive praying. Hello? Now, sometimes our prayers are like shots in the dark. Just hoping that maybe something will happen. I don't know, I believe it's, I believe it's uh, old Jerry Clower. I believe he got some kind of an old funny deal that he does. Something about knock him down John or something like that. Anyway, John is up in the tree with the coon or some kind of animal. And the people on the ground are hollering, knock him down John. If I remember right, I heard it one time years ago. I hadn't heard it since. But... He's, they're hollering up there. Pretty soon he hollers down. He said, see, in coon hunters, somehow or another, he's supposed to shoot them. He's supposed to knock them down or something. I don't know nothing about hunting anyway. But anyway, he, finally he hollered out. He said, just shoot up here amongst us. One of us has got to have some relief. <laughs> in other words, just go ahead and fire. If you hit me, it's all right. If you hit the coon, it's all right. But, but one of us has got to have some relief. That's the way we pray sometimes. Sometimes our prayers are like shots in the dark. Just hoping that maybe something will happen. I don't know. I believe it's, I believe it's uh, old Jerry Clower. I believe he got some kind of an old funny deal that he does. Something about knock him down John or something like that. Anyway, John is up in the tree with the coon or some kind of animal. And the people on the ground are hollering, knock him down John. If I remember right, I heard it one time years ago. I hadn't heard it since. But he's, they're hollering up there. Pretty soon he hollers down. He said, see, in coon hunters, somehow or another, he's supposed to shoot them. He's supposed to knock them down or something. I don't know nothing about hunting anyway. But anyway, he, finally he hollered down. He said, just shoot up here amongst us. One of us has got to have some relief. In other words, just go ahead and fire. If you hit me, it's all right. If you hit the coon, it's all right. But, but one of us has got to have some relief. That's the way we pray sometimes. Oh, Lord, just do something. 
Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagen, Kenneth W. Hagen, and the rest of the Hagen family by visiting our online bookstore. I want to tell you about this month's radio offer. The first in this offer is the book by Kenneth E. Hagen, Training the Human Spirit. The next item is the six-CD set by Kenneth E. Hagen, The ABCs of Bible Faith. Also in this package is the CD from Kenneth W. Hagen's teaching, You Can Make a Comeback. You can get all of this for the price of $35. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema dot org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rhema for Today. Right now, Let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Well, coming up in October, October the 16th through the 18th, we're going to have a Living Faith Crusade in Sterling Heights, Michigan at Grace Christian Church. Pastors Jerry and Joy Wenzel. And then we're going to jump over to Traverse City, Traverse City Michigan, yes. October 19th through the 21st. That's Wednesday mm-hmm. through Friday at City Church yes. with Pastors Jody and Tanya Karsten. Hey, you want some details about it? Go to rhema.org and all the details are there. That's Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's toll free. 1-888-FAITH-99. Tomorrow, Kenneth W. Hagen will continue his message, Prayer, the Power Plan of the Church. That's tomorrow on Rema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.